Welcome to Medicated Babbling with Janet Thomas. The rants, the laughs, the itty bitty baby steps that get us through chronic illness. Quick disclaimer before we get started, I am not a health practitioner of any kind. I am a person with a chronic illness and opinions, so let's get started. I don't know about you, but chronic illness never seems to let up. I mean, it. I guess it's in, by definition, it's chronic. I mean, not only do we have to deal with like the symptoms of the illness and managing that, but there's just always more to do. You can always do research on more treatments or doctors or diets or supplements, and then you have to weed out what's legitimate, what's not so legitimate, and what you might try anyway because you're desperate. And that's just the research. Then there's actually going to all the appointments, getting referrals, trying new diets, logging results. I mean, it's just, it's just exhausting. And on top of that, there's the normal day-to-day life stuff that everyone has to deal with, like getting healthy food into yourself, cleaning your house, laundry, whatever. Just all the basics that happen in life. This all takes so much mental and physical energy when there's just not a lot of energy to go around. So if you're like me and sometimes need permission to take a break, I'm giving you permission to take a break. All of this stuff is never ending. So many things are like this. Like I said, like homework, looking for a job, the gig economy. You can always do more or feel like you should be doing more. And at some point, it's way counterproductive. I mean, if you burn yourself out doing all the things, then you can't do anything. So, I mean, it's true in normal life, and I think it's even more true with chronic illness. Because, I mean, I don't know one chronic illness, disability, condition, whatever, that is better with stress and burnout. Like, that just as always makes things worse. So give yourself permission to take a break. It could be for an hour or a month. I don't know. You do you. I'm not going to judge. But we do need to take a vacation from this stuff. And I mean, in some ways it's impossible because we have to take our meds and do all the things, you know, routine things just to keep ourselves going and as healthy as we can be. But we still need to get a bit of a break. Lena from The Seated View, she has a mandatory rest period every afternoon, and I love it because MRP sounds so official and like non-negotiable. And I mean, it's in the calendar every afternoon. And I mean, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, you got to do something. But for the most part, it's it's there. So yeah, you know, you want to do something this afternoon? No, sorry, I have an MR- I have MRP this afternoon. How about, you know, we do that later? I don't know. It just sounds cool. And it doesn't, you know, nap sounds lazy. MRP does not sound lazy. And I mean, nap is not lazy. I take naps all the time. And yeah, I know I said my naps sound lazy and that's judgy, but I don't think they are lazy, but I think the connotation is there. I like MRP. It sounds, it sounds official. And I love me an acronym. But yeah, I mean, it's in the calendar. It's part of the routine. And I mean, you can do whatever you want with this time. Take a nap, read a book, go to the park and hug a tree. Whatever gives you a mini vacation and a break from all the things. I'm sure she's done a post about it. I have to go look. And oh, look, it's not on her blog. It's on one in one of her articles, which I will link in the show notes. So no worries about that. Wow, she published this in October. I just assumed she published this ages ago. Anyway, so yeah, MRPs, they're awesome. And I also want to, speaking of judging naps as lazy, do you guys have that evil voice inside your head that says you're not doing enough and uses shame and guilt to try to motivate yourself? Yeah, I do. (laughs) 
think most of us do. Just me? I don't think so. Anyway, I know for some vo people that voice is really loud, and for me that voice isn't super loud, which is nice. I, nobody likes being yelled at, even inside their own head. But it is, it is sort of insidiously quiet. It sort of more whispers and 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 gets under your skin without you even realizing it. So it's uh, still not good. But uh, yeah, I've I've had to learn how to tell that voice to shut up. It doesn't always work, but I try. And I mean, like. Where on earth did, did we all culturally dis learn to do this and think it was a good idea? Like, it's not even a good strategy to motivate anybody. Yes, I did go down a little rabbit hole on the internet to see, to look at articles on, on motivation, and yet none of them say whether you were motivating yourself, your children, your students, your employees, it didn't matter. None of them had shame, guilt, braiding. None of those things were on the list of good tactics to motivate somebody. Yeah, so why do we do this to ourselves? I mean, I don't know. Like, And like I said, it's a lot of people I know do this and, you know, you hear about it. So, so it must be cultural, not just specific to us. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to solve the world's problems today. And I mean, I have heard of these mythical people that float around through the world and don't feel bad for not doing enough. But you know, I don't know that I've met, well, any of them, which seems sad because that means we're all beating ourselves up. But I mean, well, wait, no, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's good or at least because never taking ownership or responsibility or accountability for anything, that doesn't sound like balance either. But beating yourself up and making yourself feel bad about it is different than taking accountability. Anyway, doesn't matter. Those people apparently exist. I don't know. And when I'm taking a mini vacation for my poor little brain, you know, can it can take over a bit. I can get lost in the distraction. You know, a good story, video game, whatever. Sometimes I have to adult and pull myself away from it. But most of the time, the reason I'm... I'm binging a new sh The reason I'm binging a new show is because my brain is fried and yeah, vacation is needed. Remember vacations? Those used to be a thing. Ah, uh, COVID land. I haven't taken a real vacation in ages, but when I did, I always remember that like, you'd go somewhere and the first few days I would just turn into a potato. I mean, honestly, there was, it almost was no reason for me to be somewhere else because I did nothing and it was great. And it would be like, three days in, two, three days in, it would be like a switch flipped. And then I'd, I'd want to do all the things and see all the things and whatever. Yeah, that, that initial decompression time, that it was necessary. And that's where I think sometimes staycations don't quite cut it. Because one of the reasons you can decompress and because you can't do, like if you're at home, there's a million things that you could and should and whatever do. And if you're away... Like you actually can't do any of them. It makes you take a break. So yeah, sometimes I'm obsessively watching Netflix because yeah, like I said, brain is fried. I can't bear the thought of doing anything. Oh, and I also heard a podcast that was talking about the scarcity mindset. Turns out, and sometimes I think scarcity mindset is used to lay blame on the victim, but that's a whole other story. But it, it, is, a, it is a thing. And it turns out that if something is scarce in your life, like money or time or any of another million things, you understandably start to obsess over it. And then you start making weird decisions around it. They seem completely logical at the time, but they're not really. Like stocking up on something that's on sale and buying like five of them when really you need that money for rent. 
but emotional logic swoops in and is like, oh my god, we need this. This deal will never come around again or whatever. Yeah, I know with time, uh, I get that for sure, where it's, you know, you can't take a break, you can't afford to take a break, either monetarily or because you need to get things done or whatever. Yeah, anyway, clearly the scarcity thing hit a nerve for me and actually did make me feel a little less bad because your brain's actually just like short circuits and does some weird things. Hidden Brain explained it much better and I'll put a link in the show notes. I found like a six minute listen link, so I'll put that in the show notes. And so, like I said, I don't, I, I don't know what to do about all of this. I, I mean, I know my evil voice has gotten quieter over the years, but it's not gone. And uh, I couldn't really tell you what I did to make it quieter. I wish I did know, because then maybe I could keep doing that and it would go away. Yeah, other than I do granting myself permission to take a break, that's a big one. Because I, I know I've taken a break and then spent the whole break worrying about the fact that I was taking a break. So yeah, you have to sort of like give yourself that, okay, you know, this is break time. We're not going to think about the assignment, the whatever that all needs to be done or the exam, because there's always more studying to do or whatever it is. Just this is actually break time. The other trick, tool, whatever you want to call it, is, yeah, per- Tend it's your friend in the situation, not yourself. A little bit of perspective to evaluate it and see like, yeah, is this something where I'm clearly avoiding something and I should, you know, make myself at least do like 15 minutes of whatever it is before I can go hide into my new obsession? Or is it brain fried, need to sit in front of YouTube and drool for a while? I, I find that that one helps. But that means I have to remember to do the friend trick. And that doesn't always happen, especially when the brain is fried, because then thinking doesn't even work right. But it does help. So anyway, long story short, give yourself permission to take a break. And like, actually take a break. Don't think about all the things. I know it's easier said than done, but go for it. As you know, we like to end on a dash of happy here. I'm going to call it a video on YouTube that I like. It's a, The channel's Jessica Out of the Closet, I think maybe was its old name, but I, I think the channel name is actually her full name, which I can't remember right now. I, I'm going to put a link to the video in the show notes anyway. Subscribe, she's wonderful. But this is a video she posted back in September that I meant to post on social media, but I, I didn't because I'm not posting anything on social media. I still don't have the bandwidth for it. It's getting a little better. It occurs to me to take a picture to post on social media and I'll take the picture. Do I post it? No, but before it wouldn't have even occurred to me. So baby, baby steps, like we say. Anyway, that we don't need to talk about social media. It's good and evil all wrapped up in one. Anyway, okay, back to Dash of Happy. She has a post called You're Not Useless. Yeah, it got me in the feels. And I think everybody needs to bookmark it and watch it regularly, whether you have chronic illness or not, but especially if you have chronic illness. And it's more than a dash, because it's a longer video, but it is nice to see someone geek out on why we're basically, why we're basically all enough. I'm hoping all that geeky logic will somehow filter into my brain and convince me that it's true. I mean, I know it's true, but then I don't act that way. Yeah, it's more of a long, geeky hug than a dash of happy, but it's my show, so I'm going to do what I want. And do I feel awful that I still don't have transcripts of episodes to make it more accessible? Yes. Am I proud of getting an episode out most months? Also, yes. So, I don't know. Does that balance itself out? I don't know. Anyway, go watch it. It is a good video. Like I said, link down below. Link down below? This isn't YouTube. Link in the show notes. I don't even do YouTube. How much do I watch that that's just in my vocabulary? Oh my goodness. Okay. Just some housekeeping before we go. Please subscribe because there's not really a schedule. I post around the end of the month. 
rate, review, because then maybe more people will listen. Social media, do a search for Medicated Babbling. You'll find it. On Twitter, it's mbabbling. But other than that, uh, it's all Medicated Babbling. Thank you for you guys for listening and to Fresh Kills for the intro and outro music. Fresh K-I-L-S, one L in kills. Yeah, I think that's it. So don't forget you matter. And talk to you next time. It gives that little bit of perspective.